your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, everyone. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. And if you haven't already, you can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes, on Facebook at Locked On Hurricanes Podcast, and if you want, you can follow my own personal Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And in today's episode, guys, we will be discussing last night's overtime win against the Columbus Blue Jackets, as well as looking ahead to Saturday, which is tomorrow actually, um, and taking a look at the Central Division as a whole. So diving on into last night's game, quick overview of that uh, was obviously the Hurricanes won four to three in overtime. Um, that yeah, that's it. That's the entire game. Uh, see you guys later. But jokes aside, um, Sebastian Ajo really came up clutch in that game, um, especially in overtime. Yeah, he obviously scored the game winner on a amazing pass from Martin Natchez. Um, the chemistry that those two have built this year is phenomenal um it definitely rivals that of Teravainen and Aha um which will be really interesting when Teravainen does come back from injury uh you know what are you what are you gonna do there um but that's a bridge to cross whenever we get to it there but yeah the chemistry that those two built this season is amazing um everyone knows uh Natchez is really good and not even really good he's great um, and obviously, you know, us Hurricanes fans, we obviously know that we watch him, you know, well, under normal circumstances, it'd be 82 games, uh, but this year, you know, obviously, you know, shorter, you have know, 56 games, uh, this year, but we know what he's capable of because we see him all the time. Um, and obviously his teammates know that, but, you know, I do feel he's really taking other teams and other people covering their teams by surprise um, of just how good he has been uh, this year. Because, like I said, we know it, but he's starting to uh, turn some heads, that's for sure. And then Alex Nedeljkovic is still playing stellar. Um, He really won last night's game for the Hurricanes. Obviously, Ajo scored the game winner, uh, but Ned, he played phenomenal uh as usual i know obviously the score may stay otherwise you know he allowed three goals but he also faced double the shots um in this yeah he faced 36 total shots this game um and do remember he's still pretty green when it comes to being in the nhl he's playing great which is great obviously um but yeah, he doesn't have the experience of someone like Andre Vasilevsky Vaz- or Mark Andre Fleury or you know someone like that. You know, he hasn't been around the block you know, a few times like those guys have. Um, so yeah, he's still playing really, really well for the Hurricanes, and I really think he won last night's game for him. I know 
the similar sentiment was echoed uh, by Hurricanes players and coaches, you know, in uh, the post-game press conference as well. But he's really playing well for the Hurricanes. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's really making a case for his case uh, to be the starter uh, moving forward. Um, obviously, there's still no update on Peter Morazic. Um, yeah, we, all we know is that he's had his pins taken out of his thumb and can come back. It's just whenever he feels comfortable of coming back. Um, I really thought he was going to be back by the end of the month. I really did, um, but the end of the month is fast approaching, um, and so far there's no update there. But Ned is holding it down. Reimer's still playing decent as well. Um, so I know I've had my criticisms with Reimer, but again, he's played well as well. Um, but I would say last night's game wasn't without uh, its faults um, by any means, um, and we'll get into that. Uh, right after this, guys. The Hurricanes are taking on the defending cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow. So right now, there's still plenty of time to place your bets on that game. And there's only one place that we trust for our sports betting, and that is, of course, betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but... NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all still in full swing. You got March Madness going on in college basketball. NIT tournament is nearing its end. You've had some big upsets in the NCAA men's tournament, and the NC State women are killing it in the women's tournament. And Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up, guys. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. That is 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your sportsbook experts and folks um, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the locked on today podcast host Peter Bukowski hosts updates on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts follow the locked on today podcast wherever you get your podcasts and getting the bad out of the way um, before we dive into some of the more positive stuff um, there was definitely a some faults in last night's game for sure it was not a perfect game by any means um really big thing you know, just a lack of a spark you know for the hurricanes in the third period um that was definitely frustrating um because I, that's been a problem for them um you know a lot this season you just get late game and you just there's no spark and they just can't get anything going um, I understand you. Know, the they're obviously playing against you know, extremely talented players, and you're not always going to be able to you know score like twenty goals like you do in the video game when you adjust the sliders and, and all that stuff. Um, but it's really been an issue for the Hurricanes this season of just late in games they just can't get anything going. They just don't have a spark, and that reared its head again last night. Um, 
and that was definitely frustrating. They had a lot of defensive breakdowns in this game. Um, the Hurricanes' defense has not been to the standard that it has been for the past few years this year, um, which is frustrating because we know the talent there in that defensive core that they have, um, and for it to not be up to the standard that that it has been, especially with the head coach that they have, you know, Rod Brindamore being a two-time Selkie Award winner, um, and absolutely amazing defensive forward, you know, back in his day, that's a little frustrating, um, but I do feel that they'll be able to get that taken care of, um, because, you know, they have been winning a lot of games, obviously, um, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes, and then turnovers were a big issue for the Hurricanes last night, um, you know, they have issues with turnovers every now and again, uh, but last night, like, you can't be, uh, playing like that and giving having that that many turnovers against Columbus because Columbus is right on the outside you know looking in when it comes to playoffs they're hungry Columbus is a good team I'm not saying yeah they're bad you know they've haven't looked you know the best this year um but you know they they're really grinding it out for a playoff spot for them you know those were like we're doing pretty well um yeah, and they're really fighting for it. Um, so they, I'm not saying the Hurricanes aren't hungry, but the Jackets they may be a little bit hungrier. Um, and you can't play like that against a team that's that hungry uh, for success. Um, and the Hurricanes' power play looked really rough last night, um, for sure. Their power play had been one of the top ones in the league this year. Um, so to see it take a big step back you know, like that, Last night, that was really frustrating. Um, they had one of the worst power plays uh, I've seen in recent memory from the Hurricanes last night. They just could not get anything going. Um, but, again, they are able to grind out a win, thankfully. Uh, but that really has to... They can't be that like that um, going forward, especially on Saturday to playing the Lightning. Um, and then... Dougie Hamilton, yeah, he's, while he extended his point streak, which we'll talk about a little bit later when I get into more of the positive stuff, you know, I touched briefly on the stuff at the top of the episode, um, he had a pretty meh game, really, aside from his one assist, uh, but the player that's catching the most flack from last night's game um, is definitely Warren Fogle. Um, he did not have a good look in that game. Um, he obviously had his very, very dirty hit, uh, elbow to the head on Nick Foligno. Um, I'm really surprised um, something didn't happen in the game um, because that was really bad. Um, and you know how hockey and just sports as a whole, not, not just hockey, football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, everything yeah, that how seriously they take uh concussions uh and hits to the head nowadays um and for him to have a hit like that um on Nick Felina that was really really bad and I'm honestly surprised we haven't heard anything about him having a meeting with uh player safety um you know like so many other players have this year um because I have not seen anything as of recording it wouldn't surprise me if he does have a hearing um, and 
has a fine or a suspension or anything like that because you can't be going and doing stuff like that. Um, it definitely brings to mind, yeah, the Brett Pesci uh, slew foot incident uh, a little bit earlier on in the season. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, the Hurricanes, they, they don't do stuff like this. And for them to be doing stuff like this this year is really, really frustrating because, like, you guys are better than this. Um, what are you doing? I understand, you know, sometimes you know, you're in the midst of a game and, you know, you might, you know, accidentally commit a bad hit or something like that. But both of those incidents, you know, you can clearly see like, okay, you knew what you were doing. You knew what you were doing, um, especially Pesci, uh, but Fogel as well. Like, you knew what you were doing in that situation. Um, and that's what makes it even more frustrating. Um, and then there was his... Uh, miss on the empty net and it wasn't you know like you're shooting at an empty net from the other side of the ice it wasn't anything like that okay that you can at least understand missing uh, because you're on the complete opposite side of the rink but in this one yeah he is skating to the net he was you know right there um and i was saying like yeah he was definitely slashed but you could just skated it in like what are you doing dude um, and that ended up being why the Hurricanes ended up going to overtime because shortly after that, Jacket scored um, and then sent it to overtime. And that was really frustrating. Um, and thankfully, you know, obviously they were able to come up in overtime and win. But Warren Fogel, like, he has got to do something fast, like really, really fast. Um, because the trade deadline is right around the corner. Um, you only signed a one-year extension after quite a while. Um, I do want to add that. Um, so there are clearly some contract negotiation stuff going on there. Um, obviously, we're not on those calls and in those meetings. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. But that was very frustrating there for him, and he's got to turn it around because if he doesn't turn around soon, he may be on his way out here in another couple weeks. And I don't want to necessarily see him go. Um, I do like Warren Fogel, um, but you're coming up, you signed a one-year deal, like I said, and you're playing not great, uh, to put it lightly. And you're already rumored to be on the trade market. You can't be playing like that, um, because if you keep doing that, you're you're gonna be gone. There's no doubt about it, um, because you are looking very expendable right now. Um, but we'll see how that goes, guys. Um, that's on the only time will tell. But it's almost time to look into um, the positives um, from last night's game, and we'll do that right after this word from our sponsors. Now, we've been telling you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for quite a while now. Built Bar is, of course, the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best, and it's Built Bar Madness. Um, of course, Built Bar Madness is the March Madness bracket for Built Bars. Um, Obviously, here in North Carolina, college basketball is basically a religion. Um, so you can get even more bracket fix. You know, 
with Built Bar. Um, and today's matchup is Cookie Dough Chunk versus Birthday Cake. Um, this is definitely going to be a tight matchup because both of these flavors are really, really good. I personally don't know who I'm going to vote for in this matchup. I think I may go with Cookie Dough Chunk, um, but Birthday Cake is still really, really good. Um, so it's definitely a tight one. Um, and you can give your thoughts on that and go over to BuiltBar.com or use at bar underscore built on Twitter to cast your vote. Um, and whenever you go over to BuiltBar.com, remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who's won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. And get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS League. Um, Follow Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. And guys, going on into the positives, because last night, you know, did have some positive. It wasn't all negative. Um, I mentioned, you know, Martin Natchez at the top of the episode and just how good he is for the Hurricanes. Um, he's definitely, again, like I said earlier, we know how good he is, but he's really starting to turn heads um, from around the league. Um, obviously, especially, you know, the Central Division opponents, you know, this year, because that's who he's playing against, obviously. Um, but he's really turning some heads, you know, with his amazing play. Um, and it's really nice to see, you know, just him starting gets a little bit of recognition. I definitely still think he's underrated as the big picture of the NHL. Um, for sure, um, he doesn't get the recognition that he deserves with how good he is. Um, but he's starting to turn some heads, um, which is great to see um, because he is fantastic and again that chemistry that he has built with Sebastian Ajo this season on that first line is phenomenal um because they are just creating magic out there that overtime winning goal or pass from Natchez to Ajo was amazing um they are again rivaling the chemistry between Ajo and Taravina um it's fantastic to see um these guys uh, just go out there and create magic, like I said. Um, and Alex Ndelkovich, um, you know, he, like I said, he really, really won that game for the Hurricanes, um, especially their late game in the third when they had nothing going for him um, and just showing up and making big saves when they needed him to make big saves. Um, and if it were me, I think he'd be the starter. I really do. Um, at least for a little bit. Let's put him in those shoes. Let's see what he does. Um, I really think he showed up well in his uh, back-to-back starts um, for the Hurricanes. And we'll see how things go tomorrow um, against the Lightning. Um, I honestly think it'll probably end up being Reimer. Um, I don't see Ned starting three games in a row. Uh, But, I mean, Reimer did it earlier this season. Uh, So there's nothing saying that he can't. Um, I think he definitely could show up well against the Lightning. Um, but that's just something we'll have to wait and see tomorrow. Um, and then Nito Niederreiter, uh, you know, him having his really big goal, he's really stepped up his game 
um, from last season. Last season was really, really um, down year for him. Um, I think he was really in his head last year. Um, I want to say uh, Coach Brendamore said the exact same thing. Uh, last year, Nino was just in his own head. Uh, he was trying too hard um, because, you know, you try too hard, you may not be able to do it. And I think that was the case this year. And this year, he's just going out and playing. Um, right now, um, we're halfway through the season. I believe it's Hurricanes have played 32 games, um, if I remember correctly. Um, and he and Sebastian Ajo are tied for leading the team in goals at 14 goals apiece right now. Um, whereas last year, I want to see Nino only had like nine or 10 goals all, all season long, you know, through all 80 plus games last year. So it's really nice to see how he's turned it around. Um, and I did mention Dougie, you know, as a whole having a pretty meh game. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, he was able to extend his point streak um, with uh, one of the assists he had in the game, um, and that uh, brings it to 13-game point streak for Dougie Hamilton, um, which is fantastic. Um, he hasn't been you know, as flashy you know, as he was last year, you know, throwing up a whole bunch of goals. Um, but this year, you know, he's still racking up the points you know, just in other ways. Um, and with his uh, goal assist last night, I almost said goal. We were just talking about him. Um, that's a franchise best by a defenseman, um, which is great for the Hurricanes, obviously. You'd love to see him uh, being that good. Um, but with that, he also um, is tied with Austin Matthews for the longest point streak in the league right now um and on the season Dougie Hamilton is second right now for the Hurricanes with 26 points behind only Sebastian Ahu who has 31 and two points above the injured Vincent Trocek at 24 points so again that's all that's amazing and actually Vincent Trocek is tied with Svech and Natchez again both at 24 total points um yeah you just look down at this list for the Hurricanes, you know, their points leaders, and just seeing guys, you know, like Natchez, you know, they're, you know, 24 points as well. Jordan Stahl really bouncing back this year, you know, he's at 23 points. Yeah, he's cooled off where it came to the goals, but he's still playing great for the Hurricanes. Nino, you know, having 21 points as well, um, and just, you know, going down that list and just seeing how well um, these guys are playing this year, which is great for the Hurricanes. Um and at the end of the day, you know, they were able to grind out six of a total eight points um, in this little mini-series against the Jackets. Um, it was definitely a grind, for sure. It was not an easy series. Like I said, Columbus, they're right there on the edge of the playoff picture. Um, we'll look at, look at that stuff here in another minute when we look at the Central Division as a whole. Um but they they had to work for their points um, in this series for sure, um, and it's the grind is going to continue on Saturday for sure uh, when they take on the Lightning. Um, but looking on over to Saturday, um, you know the Hurricanes are right behind um, Tampa in the standings in the Central Division um, right now. Hurricanes are currently sitting at a twenty-two seven and three record um with 47 total points um 
behind only the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Central Division, um, who over 33 games played, sit a 24-7-2 record with 50 points. Um, they were also the first team to hit the 50-point mark this season. So obviously, congratulations to them. They're defending champs. Everybody knows Tampa is really good. Um, but then right on our tail, um, you know, we have the Florida Panthers who over 33 games played, you know, they're at 29 and four with 44 total points. We were able to put a little bit of a gap between us. So it may not be as much of a flip flopping, um, as it had been, uh, a little bit, uh, earlier in the season. Yeah. Frankly, same with us and the lightning there, you know, with our little skid that we had, um, you know, Let's put a little bit of a gap because even if we win on Saturday and get two points, you know, win in regulation, Tampa doesn't get anything. They're still going to be ahead of us um, in the standings by one point, but they're still going to be ahead of us at the end of the day. Um, and then, you know, in fourth, you have the Chicago Blackhawks, who over 34 games played, I almost said uh, their wins as their um, games played. They're sitting at a 16-13-5 record with 37 total points. They've cooled down a bit, um, but still, you know, with everything that they've had going on this season or heading into the season, you know, the franchise, you know, coming out and saying that they're rebuilding, you know, without saying they're rebuilding, you know, um, it's nice to see um them doing really well and then of course you have um the jackets who are kind of on the outside looking in right now they've definitely cooled off um because they were doing really really well earlier um but they've definitely taken a step back you know they're at a 13 13 and 8 record with 34 points so even still you know if they win a couple games in regulation they're still going to be behind chicago um and then in six you have the preds you know, at a 16-17-1 record, 33 points. Uh, they're probably not going to do much. Um, and then Dallas, um, who's obviously able to play games now, um, because obviously for a while there they couldn't even play games, but they're still they're not looking like the defending Western Conference champions this year. They're second to last in the division. And you had know, 11-11-8 record, 30 total points. Um and then obviously at the bottom you got Detroit, you know, 10, 20, and 4, 24 total points. You know, obviously Detroit's not going to do much. Um, but yeah, I would say Dallas is definitely a disappointment this year um, for sure. Um, maybe they'll turn around. Maybe they can get hot you know, here soon. Yeah, you know, we still got a lot of games left to play. Um, but yeah, Hurricanes, they, they got a little bit of a blanket. Um, below them uh but they still they can't start skidding again because um the central division is still very very good um and i will say you look over at league standings hurricanes are sitting in third place in the league um they've been hovering you know in that top five for quite a while i want to say most of the season they've been top five or top three not even just top five um you of course, Tampa's first. Um, again, they're the first team to hit 50 points. Um, then you have the Islanders there in second, right behind them um, at 22-8-4 record, 48 points. And then us in third with Washington and Vegas behind us. But, yeah, Hurricanes, they can't have lapses like they did um, a little bit ago um, last week and the week before where they just are losing games um, because – 
is extremely competitive this year, um, and as it is every year, but especially this year. And hopefully they can keep it up, and we can see another deep playoff run because I would love to be able to go to a playoff game this year. Uh, North Carolina's obviously uh, relaxing a little bit more of their COVID restrictions now. They can have fifty percent capacity, you know, at sporting events. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, come playoff time, you know, we can have maybe seventy-five percent, or never. You never know, maybe a hundred percent. I don't think we'd be at a hundred percent, you know, come playoff times. I really don't. But maybe we can be have that many more um, fans there in the building because. That would be an absolutely electric environment because you guys know Hurricanes fans, we bring it regardless of if you know it's a sold out game or not. But you definitely know it's gonna be sold out with whatever tickets they have because I've heard from friends that the tickets this year are just flying. Um, it's really hard to get tickets this year because they're obviously limited amount. I could only imagine uh, what it'd be like if. Um, you know, it was a regular season, you know, the 82 games and the Hurricanes are playing this good. Every freaking home game would be sold out um, in absolutely electric environment. All oh, the tailgate parties would be phenomenal this year uh, with how good the Hurricanes are playing. Uh, but we can dream, hopefully, you know, the Hurricanes can keep being a top three, top five team in the league um, for years to come. Um but that does it for today's episode, guys. Um, we will try to do a Saturday episode um, tomorrow um, after the game against Tampa um, and recap that for you um, because I feel that's going to be a really, really, really good game uh, for the Hurricanes. But until then, go follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes. Give it a like on Facebook at Locked on Hurricanes Podcast and follow myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And until then... I will talk to you guys later.